0: The Open Book on CliffCentral.com It is the 29th of October right here on The Open Book, Cliff Central. 57 days to go to Christmas, but only two days to Halloween. One is like a happy thought and uh, the other one is like a scary thought. But then again, you know, it all depends on whether you believe in Christmas or Halloween or not. Any of them. But today... We'll give you the facts and you will make the decision. So um, we will be chatting to Dr. Peter Hammond from Christian Action and uh, to also an ex-Satanist, Adele Nivelung. This is going to be really, really interesting because we're speaking about Halloween. So when I was a kid uh, growing up in the Eastern Cape, uh, the only Halloween that I knew was the Isik of saying hello to, to more than one person. Let me explain what this means, okay? So, uh when you say hello uh, to one person, you say you say hello. You know, you say hello. And uh w- when it's to more people than one, you say Halloween. That's about the only Halloween that I <laughs> that I really knew. And it's just amazing, you know, having grown up uh and what the suburbs have really done to me, how this has really just kind of changed my my perception to uh to what Halloween is. It's not just a hello. It's more of a boo. Okay, it's supposed to be funny. Hope you're laughing. Yeah, so let's go. Let's start with the topic of our day. Whenever I used to hear the word Halloween, the first thing that used to pop into my mind was my favorite album from my 20s by TKZ called Halloween. That album had nothing to do with Halloween as the world knows it. It was really like just a bunch of great songs that propelled this homegrown group to legendary status. But today, this American celebration has finally crept into our South African culture. Like for instance, if I now get invited to a Halloween party, I'm not expecting to hear songs from my favorite TKZ album, but a party that is full of carved pumpkins, scary costumes, fake spiderwebs, some spooky games, and of course, trick or treat. But do we actually know the origins of Halloween and where this practice or celebration comes from? Well, it is important that we, as Christians, get the right perspective about Halloween so that we can make an informed decision on whether we participate in it or not. Because as much as Halloween is sold to millions of us as a fun celebration of costumes and going door to door to get candy, we cannot run away from the fact that it is also a time where witches, ghouls, goblins and ghosts are celebrated. On one hand, some Christians see Halloween as a harmless time of fun and on the other, a ghastly and demonically inspired night that should be avoided. But what does the Bible say about Halloween? I checked it out. Nothing. But it does speak concerning witches, the occult, and paganism. Exodus 22 verse 18 says, You shall not let a witch live. Yeah, it says that. Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 10 to 12 says, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. The Bible definitely speaks negatively about occultic practices, spirits, witches and condemns not only the practice but also the people who are involved in it. As Christians, we are to have nothing to do with the occult, tarot cards, contacting the dead, seances, lucky charms, etc. Because all of these, they are unbiblical and they can harm a Christian's fellowship with God and open the Christian to demonic oppression. Most Christians know this and they avoid these activities, but the question still remains. Since there are ancient pagan connections and modern day occultic connections to Halloween, what is a Christian to do? Well, I hope that today we can unveil the truth on the subject matter and get the answers that we need. From there, you can then, or even myself, we can then go and make our own informed decision whether to Halloween or not to Halloween. My scripture is from Matthew 13 verse 9 and it says, whoever has ears, let them hear. And so, since it is Halloween in a few days time, our topic today is trick or treat. Stay with us right here on Cliff Central, The Open Book. (laughs) The Open Book on cliffcentral.com So what we know is that uh, Halloween is is a religious day, but it is not necessarily a Christian holiday. A uh, gentleman by the name of Tom Sang- Sanguinette, I hope I said that right, uh, who was a former priest in Wicca. He once said, the modern holiday that we call Halloween has its origins in the full moon closest to November 1st, uh, which is the witch's new year. It is a time when the spirits or demons are supposed to be at their peak power and revisiting planet Earth. Halloween is purely and absolutely evil, this is what he says, and there is nothing we we'll ever have or will do that would make it acceptable to the Lord Jesus. So um, my question is, obviously, you know, is is um, is Tom Sanguinette overreacting? Um, on the line I have with me uh, Dr. Peter Hammond from Christian Action, uh, who will be speaking to us all the way from Cape Town, and uh, he'll be giving us some biblical aspects on Halloween. Dr. Peter Hammond.
1: Good morning, how are you today?
0: I'm good. You sound more up than I am. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> well, everything's always great here in Cape Town, and um, yes. it's a nice, cool day after a real hot week that we've had.
0: Serious. Well, we've had a hot week, I think, here for, for the past three months, so I think it's good that Cape Town gets a little bit of that. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we, we need that too. Absolutely, thank you so much for being on the show so yeah i'm um, speaking on our on our um, topic which is, which is trick or treat obviously about Halloween. Um, the first question I want to ask you um, is that you know with so many stories of Halloween being around in terms of how it originated, which one is actually the correct one
1: Well, actually um, all of them there 's there's, there's a huge amount of uh, commonality with them, and, and this, this is quite uh, extraordinary our, our friends in the Um, Creation Museum at Anson Genesis, they put out a booklet on this very subject on how every culture, every religion, every part of the world has got something uh, resembling a Halloween um, and uh, they've for example shown that in South America it's the Day of the Dead on the 31st October. Oh. The Aztecs and the Incas were celebrating that way back before Cortez got there 500 years ago. In China, it's the Ghost Festival. In Japan, it's Obon. In Vietnam, it's the Tet and Nguyen. In Korea, it's Hamawai. And amongst the Celts and most people in Europe, it's Halloween. But they've all got a commonality of celebrating death and the macabre and the menacing. And uh, it's, it's and the magical, really. Now. The magical, there's the superstitious, there's the ghosts, there's all that. But yeah. there is the the macabre uh, vampires, Dracula, and yeah. a, a house of horrors and things like this. Yeah. And then there's the menacing. Give us what we want or we'll make it miserable for you. You know, trick yeah. or treat. And there's, there's a commonality between us. And uh, the way Answers and Genesis comes to the conclusion is they think the original Day of the Dead was when the survivors of the great flood in Noah's day, which every culture and religion. and Survivors? Have, yes. So mm. they had a day when they remembered the people who had died in the flood. And of course, that's not a huge amount of dead bodies floating around. You can imagine it would have been very sobering. And it was probably originally a day of repentance uh, and a day of remembering what you sow is what you reap. And, and you know, maybe it's never happened again. But over the years, every culture degenerated into a, a Halloween type celebration where instead of repenting for evil... And recognizing the consequences of, of sin, they start to celebrate evil and to to revel in death and and death and macabre and occultic uh, rituals. So, w- what we're seeing in Halloween worldwide is mm. there's a whole range of them, but but there's 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 something very pagan and very evil about it because what yeah. they're doing is celebrating cruelty, uh, dabbling in death and This is something very serious. You know, for many of us, it's just, oh, cute. It's kids dressing up and sweets. I mean, what's wrong with that? But the trouble is, every Halloween, thousands of animals and people are sacrificed in satanic, occultic rituals worldwide. For Mm -hmm. many people, this is a very serious thing. I'm speaking to an ex-Satanist who's organizing a ministry now. They're running around trying to protect homeless people and protect them because a lot disappear the streets at Halloween and and get sacrificed. There's a lot of children runaways, hitchhikers, who get picked up by some of these occultic covens and they get sacrificed on the 31st of October. The 31st of October is the high unholy day, if you want to call it that, of of occult. And it's like the 1st of May. 31st of October at the other end of the year is an extremely important day in witchcraft and occultism. Many people say they actually got recruited into the occult uh, on a Halloween party. And, of course, for most people, it's just an innocent, fun um, time of dressing up. And, and, you know, they they don't mean anything evil at all. But they do need to be aware that for some people, this is an extremely life and death issue.
0: Wow! Now, um, apparently there are some connections, um, because earlier on, you know, you were speaking about the trick or treat and uh, and so on and so forth. Apparently, there are some connections between. I mean, even trick or treat, um, the, the the pumpkin. You know, apparently those those things are not. You know, like they're not just things that just came out of nowhere, but that um, they come from from certain practices that were there. Um, do you know Do you know anything about those?
1: Oh, we do actually, Uh because um, the jack o' lantern. Yeah, uh, which is the um, lighted pumpkin face—a carved out uh, face of, of of what looks like a skull or, or a skull with a light, in it, a, a candle. These jack-o'-lanterns are an ancient symbol of a damned soul, and to show that you supported the druid priest or the witch doctors, you'd put these lighted a pumpkin head with a uh, carved out face with a light inside it or uh, a skull. Um, on your windowsill or on your porch uh, to indicate that you, you were in support of them and you were seeking a blessing. Um, and to they would go around these uh, witch doctors or druid priests seeking um, from the people uh, a trick, uh, a, a treat, or they'd give them a, yeah. a trick. So this meant fatted calves, black sheep, human beings, a daughter. And they would often be tied up and put into a big wicker cage and hung over a flame and burned, while the people danced in costumes made of animal skins and heads, and they would dance and chant and jump through the flames, all in the hope of warding off evil spirits. So there's a huge amount of evil going on then, and yeah. you know, uh, some of our people may say, well, you know, I don't know anything about that, I'm just having fun,
0: but yes.
1: we need to realize that that's the origin. And do we really want to be celebrating something that's actually—it's animal cruelty and it's it's uh, human sacrifice?
2: It's,
0: yeah.
1: it's a lot of evil that's involved. And how much? And I, don't I mean, know that we really want to be connected with it.
0: How much of how much of this does um, it does actually happen? I mean, I'm just surprised that even the media hasn't really quite picked up on it. Um, I know that in the last. Sort of like in the last um, in the last two years, we've we've been told, you know, we've been told about some some satanistic practices that are happening in schools um, and so on and so forth, you know, with some girls being murdered for for those reasons. But uh, how much how much is it really is it really happening? Uh, let's speak about South well, Africa now as a whole.
2: Well,
1: bluntly speaking, we're talking about thousands of cases every year. In South Africa, we don't even have to go to America or Vietnam or Mexico. It's happening here as well. And the police tell us, uh, I've spoken to local policemen, said, the acts of vandalism on Halloween just go exponentially off the roof. It goes into thousands, just in Cape Town, thousands of cases of, of vandalism,
2: and uh, that... which can
1: be as minor as throwing mm-hmm. eggs uh, at your house, or uh, it could be scratching a car or turning dustbins upside down or spray paint the walls. But sometimes it's just it's any sort of vandalism.
0: Yeah. And is our government doing anything about this? Do they even uh, know about it?
1: Well, I, I doubt it. But uh, we, we th- those of us who do street evangelism and uh, the Stratberg people and others, we're aware of uh, many runaways and many uh, hitchhiking kids and um, homeless people disappearing at this time. And uh, one can only suspect. Yeah. And, and now and then it does come out. There have been cases of people who survived to had Petrol poured over them, satellites by their friends on Halloween. Uh, there was a, a caretaker of a church out near Paulway crucified in his church some are years you ago. Serious? So there are serious cases that do happen. They don't seem to get the media coverage you would expect. And I'm not too sure why that would be. But let's also look at something else. And that is, for some businesses, Halloween's become a big business. In America, yeah. we're talking about $7 billion every Halloween in terms of costumes and paraphernalia and decorations. Halloween is trying to compete with Christmas as far as being a major holiday. I don't think they'll do it, but they're quite coming close in America. And of course, it's new in South Africa, the idea of Halloween, so there is a commercial... There is a materialistic aspect that some people are actually making money out of this.
0: I mean, you know, it's actually pretty amazing because, uh, because schools would, would celebrate, you know, like they would celebrate Halloween, but yet to find that when it comes to Christmas, um, a lot of that is literally just, you know, it's, it's being faded at the moment. So, um, so yeah, definitely quite a, you know, quite a sad case over there. So now coming it back to. It is you-
1: true. And you know, the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, test all things hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. So we meant to test things, and when we test this historically, contemporary, uh, what goes along with it, uh, Halloween doesn't come out looking good. And, and we're told, abstain from every form of evil. And there's no doubt that this looks evil. Mm. And the other thing that, that's a bit disturbing is you can see how many of the people that the to dress parties, they they um, put on many of these masks and so on, which scars and ugly faces and so on. And it's suggesting that that a scar or some kind of what the people call ugly features it's- has something to do with evil, <laughs> which is not fair. As some people are scarred from accidents and it's got nothing to do with evil. And there's this macabre mixing of, of some kind of physical deformity like a hunchback with evil. And it's not fair.
2: Yeah.
1: And so there's a lot of things. If you look at this just in terms of human dignity and respecting people, uh, it, it fails there too because they, they're mixing a whole lot of things together suggesting that hunchbacks or a person with a scar are evil, uh, and then the whole behavior of give us what we want or we're going to do some damage to property. So the menacing, the macabre, the magical, there's a lot of reasons why we should say, is this really what I want my child to be involved in? The scripture says, train up a child the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Uh, Why would I want to get him to walk with wicker, to dabble with death, to celebrate cruelty? i would have wanted to want them to be in harmony with Halloween um, or participate in paganism. These are not the sort of things that I would want my children to focus on.
0: Wow. Um, so now, I mean, like, you know, you kind of got to the point. Um, you just mentioned a point that I was actually going to ask you a question about. Um, in terms of, you know, in terms of our children... Um, how, how and when should you tell your child, you know, about these things that uh, we've been discussing here? And, and should they be allowed to, to participate in this at all, like when all their friends obviously are?
1: Well, I've, I've done a whole study on this, and, and if one goes on to our christianaction.org.ca website, we've got a, uh, the Bible and Halloween, a, a, a PowerPoint presentation, uh, where I've, I've put a whole lot of reason, things that we could show to our youth group or Sunday school or to our children uh, on the computer for that stage if we need to. Uh, there are some videos that have been produced by Jeremiah Films who've investigated. One is, Have You Been Tricked? And it's designed for children, a 27-minute-old DVD. Then there's Trick or Treat, which is suitable for teens and older, 48-minute DVD documentary exposing it. And it's you know, ex-Wiccans, ex-Satanists, people have been involved in this, giving wow. you the inside. and it's, it's, it's really eye-opening, and I think every youth group should see this. So uh, that's part of it. There's some Genesis, a biblical and historical look at Halloween, so there are some great resources on on Facebook. There, we've got quite a few things we've put on our African Christian Action Facebook page. But in social media, there's also I Hate Halloween social media page, which yeah. has had a huge amount of uh, likes and shares. Um, I think they're based in America where they put, uh, you know, these are people who used to participate and say, you know, really, they don't think this is acceptable anymore. and some church of positive alternatives. Bear yeah. in mind that 31 October is Reformation Day and uh, it's it's a public holiday in about 18 countries in the world. It is celebrated in especially northern Europe and when Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses on the door of the castle church in Wittenberg, 31 October 1517. We're approaching almost the 500th anniversary of that. And this is the birth of all Bible-believing evangelical churches.
2: It's, It's
1: a good positive celebration of light and life and truth and so Reformation Day seems a far better thing to focus our children on and our churches on than Halloween.
0: Yeah, well I guess you know there is a, an alternative to Halloween, um, as you've just mentioned our Reformation Day. Dr, Dr. Hammond, I'm going to ask you just to stay on the line. Uh, we're going to just take a quick break. I've got a, just uh, just a few more questions for you because this is really, really interesting. So, Definitely. Uh, Thank you. Okay. Alright, cool.
2: This is cliffcentral.com Cliff
0: Choice. Sometimes you have it. And sometimes you don't. Auto Trader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. Auto Trader new car. The choice is yours. The open book on cliffcentral.com. We are speaking to Dr. Peter Hammond uh, on the subject: trick, trick or treat? Uh, the truth, the real truth about, about Halloween. Halloween is, um, is going to be happening all over the world, actually, in the next two to three days. And it's just amazing how this thing has just grown, uh, when it comes to Christmas. I know a lot about Christmas, you know, because obviously to me, Christmas comes back to the birth of Christ. But when it comes to Halloween, not only did, did I not know a lot of things, but I believe that a lot of people, even in South Africa, do not know much about Halloween. But yet we go and we celebrate. So um, the point of the open book is to give you all the information that you need so that you can then kind of go and decide for yourself whether you're going to take part in these celebrations or not. Dr. Peter Hammond, are you still there?
1: Yes, I am indeed.
0: Oh, thank you so much for staying on the line. I know it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a stretch. Um, yeah. Um, earlier on, you spoke about some Bible references uh, you've been kind of quoting there and there. You know uh, that forbid us from celebrating Halloween. Um, are we forbidden? And uh, if we are, what are those verses that speak about that? Well,
1: yes. Um, uh, just take Deuteronomy eighteen—a very important passage. This is, this is staggering. Uh, Deuteronomy eighteen nine fourteen. When you come into the land which the Lord your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes a son or daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you will dispossess, they listen to soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. So Deuteronomy 18 makes it clear. I mean, it covers every aspect of the occult you can imagine. Sorcerers, soothsayers, witchcraft, omens, the whole lot of mediums, spiritists. So these things are forbidden. And, yeah. and then we told in Hosea 4, verse 6. In fact, you probably know the first part of this my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Yes. But what most people miss the second part of this, which is because you've rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. Because you've forgotten mm. the law of your God, I will forget your children. Now, that is, you know, as a father of four children, that puts fear yeah, into is me to
0: quite think hectic, that
1: I could do something that could cause grief to my children. And that's why Proverbs 22 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Yeah. When he's old, you'll not depart from it. And I've got to look at, at, you know, what am I teaching my children if I'm getting them to play, and even if it's just a game, but why would I want them to, to dress up as some witch or uh, dracula or vampire? You know, is this really edifying? And mm. we read in Matthew 18. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he would drown in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses. Offenses must come, but woe to the man by whom that offense comes. So there's no doubt that God takes it very seriously. If we do something, that makes a child stumble. I mean, that, that's very yeah. serious. We, we should protect children, love them, provide for them, guide them, bless them. But we should not... Cause them to stumble. And, you know, parents who, who teach, it's not the child's idea. Let's face it, who's making and advertising and marketing and promoting all these things? It's the, the adults. Adults.
2: And, yep, you're right.
1: And, and, and in many ways, the kids are victims of this. And I wouldn't blame the kids who are wandering around door to door in this. They don't know any better. I mean, what have they been taught? And in many cases, the parents haven't been taught very well. So my first challenge would be to the pulpits and the youth leaders and teachers mm. let us instruct wisely, kindly positively objectively uh, and let's let's remember that the majority of the people don't know this so we can't blame them in any case they're victims of a deception and a very well marketed deception
0: too absolutely dr peter Hammond, thank you so much for your uh, for your time today um i definitely feel more empowered just by having listened to you um please go and support christian action uh what's the, do you know what the, web, the website is where people can get That's information? Good.
1: it's ChristianAction.org.za. so it's christianaction.org.za and we're also on Facebook, Africa Christian Action on Facebook page and we have a lot of great resources, uh, Bible and Halloween PowerPoint, uh, sermon audio links, leaflets you can print, uh, download and uh, distribute to your friends and uh, there's videos available that you can show too. So uh, let's let's inform
0: our people. Yeah, that's great and I think, you know, like not only children need to know about this but we too because uh, at the end of the day we are are the ones who are responsible. Thank you so much. That was uh, Dr. Peter Hammond um and our subject subject today is trick or treat. Um, the truth, the real truth about Halloween. Now, one can easily become despondent towards uh, people, you know, who keep telling you that there is a connection between Halloween and Satanism. It's like, yeah, whatever, you know. I don't actually take part in any of that. For me, it's just an innocent. Uh, it's just an innocent. It's just an innocent celebration. It's just, I'm just having fun. I'm gonna wake up the next day and actually go to church, you know. Since since I think Halloween is on a Saturday, um, but yeah. So, but now I've decided to actually speak to to an ex or former Satanist uh, to find the real truth, you know, behind Satanism and Halloween. Um, just a yeah. So on the line I've got Adele Nierveling. Adele, are you there? I am. Yes. Oh, okay, great stuff. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, really, really wonderful to have you on, and thank you for for, for, for making the time.
3: You're welcome.
0: Yeah. Adele, um, what are the events uh, that, that, you know, before I start asking you questions about Halloween, but what are the events that led you to becoming, uh, to becoming a Satanist?
3: Okay, I was involved in Satanism from a very young age um, because I had family members that was involved in Satanism, so I grew up as a generational Satanist.
0: Oh wow. So, so how does it really work? I mean, you know, because obviously, um, Christians go to church. So, um, uh, did the Satanists congregate as well?
3: Yes. Um, my entire testimony or my entire story is available in book form. Um yeah. Sacrifice or in Afrikaans Blut Offer, but also on my website, com. Um, but I grew up as a Satanist. Oh well, I had influences of Christianity and Satanism. Um, but I leaned more towards the satanism as a, as I approach you know being a teenager and um yeah they also gather and um, have ceremonies um uh, throughout the year and um they have different rituals and people have to participate in those rituals if they want to um go to the higher
0: rankings um and what rituals what rituals were those that they I mean, like that they participated in?
3: Yes. Um, I usually um, compare Christianity with Satanism because oh. Christianity is the only religion in the world that are being, um, you know, uh, uh, attacked by Satanism. There's no other religion that's being attacked by Satanism or Satan. And um, the, uh, if, if in Christianity blood is important, then in Satanism blood is also regarded as important. So they have um, sex rituals, blood rituals, mm. um, orgies, a lot of, you know, deaths, um, um sacrifices animal and human so that that are the things that that um, they have to participate in
0: well wow. and where do they find these these uh, these humans or animals
3: okay so it's it's really easy to, to to get animals um yeah. uh, you know you can have your own animals, you can breed them, but you also get breeders in satanism who breed children for the purpose wow. of sacrifices, yes they're called breeders actually, and you will get um, ladies or young women that had like hundreds of abortions and babies for those purposes.
0: Wow. Wow. All right, cool. So coming to Halloween, um, what does, what does Halloween really symbolize in the world or, um, or practice of, uh, of Satanism?
3: Okay. One of the interesting things is of quote from um, Anton LaVey, who um, mm. formed the, the, the church of Satan or um, who has written the Hispanic Bible. And he said, "It's um, it's it's good that Christian parents allow their children to serve the devil one night in the year, and that's over Halloween. And um, usually over Halloween, um, they want to make contact with the dead. And it's it's amazing how commercialized contact with the dead really became because people you know want to make contact with their loved ones, for example. And um, and during Halloween, that's actually what happens: is that there's a uh, um, uh, uh, a contact that people make with the dead or with the um, with the dark side. So there's a flood. I mean, in 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 ancient, you know, the roots of Halloween in Europe and uh, and and the UK uh, many many years ago, um, they they practice something like souling. It means that that people will beg for food in exchange for prayers to the dead. Oh, and, and that—that's the ancient roots of trick or treating.
0: Wow! So, um, so now when our children, um, and obviously adults as well, uh take part in Halloween, do these things sort of happen without their knowledge? In other words, do they contact the dead without them actually knowing, or are there specific people who are celebrating Halloween who are Christians who actually do these things but uh, not knowing that? Well, well, I mean, knowing that they're contacting the dead. Yes,
3: definitely. Um, What what happens is that people look at Halloween, Mm. and they think that nothing serious happens over Halloween. But what we do know is that there is a a higher crime rate. Actually, from the day before yesterday, statistics really rose, and the reports of theft and murder and rape escalated. But except for that, people don't see immediate effects. But when you look at the middle of November and to the end of November, it's amazing how people usually say that um, they get tired towards the end of the year. But usually, the extreme oppression and depression um, begins after Halloween, and families fall apart um, uh, in the middle of November, uh, end of November, because it's a consequence of Halloween and um, divorces, um, uh, children suicide. And we we, we think it's because of other factors when it's actually the the consequence or the aftermath of the celebrations of Halloween.
0: Sure. That's amazing. I mean, the thing is, I didn't even... I didn't even think that it actually really had an effect. So, uh, so the yeah. thing is, yeah. I mean, what uh, what would you say to people who are who are thinking of, um, of 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 taking part? I mean, I know that it's literally like two days. People have yeah. already bought their they've already bought their costumes. You know, it's kind of like telling a friend of yours not to get married to a woman while he's standing at the altar. Yeah. Um, but what yeah. would you what would you tell them?
3: Yeah, I work with an organisation called Azarex, so we help people coming out of the occult and Satanism. So over the next three days, we will we will look after people that comes out of it, and we will actually physically protect them from going to rituals and being sacrificed because they will be be tortured because they want to leave the occult. And it's it, it's not so easy to, to tell to someone who who has no experience of these things that they shouldn't do it, but mm. um to me it's reality because. We are the one going to the crime scenes. We have to clean up the blood afterwards and and you know, mm-hmm. like um, like a lot of these things that, that, that's in the news. So unfortunately the people living out there and they see the pumpkins and the ghosts and all the funny things, to them it means nothing. But for me who have first hand experience, um it's Halloween is a very sensitive time of the year. And yeah. then um also the victims, the families of the victims. And um it's like making fun of a serial killer, you know, let's celebrate yeah. the love of a serial killer. That's actually what we're saying. And then um, when it comes to Christianity, Christians will not spend their money, for example, in a Hindu temple or on yeah. foreign gods. And this is exactly what Halloween Which is all about. has to have no effect. Yes, yes, they spend their money on those things. And I believe that where our money is, our hearts also are.
0: Can you tell us? Um, can you tell us about your conversion uh, from 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 being a Satanist to being a Christian? And um, yes. yeah,
3: <laughs> I I received an assignment from the Church of Satan when I was nineteen years old to sacrifice um, or to, to assassinate Mark for head and come. Are you now? St- he's oh. a yes. Yeah, yeah I know you Mark, know but if we can just tell our listeners and uh, Mark, is yeah, yes, yes, and I and I received an assignment to nineteen, and that night I went to church. And I couldn't get close to him, and, and um, I, I was, they, they said that I must uh, kidnap his son instead. His son's name is Seth, and he was about nine years old at that time. Yeah. And I kidnapped that boy, and I, and I held him um, hostage for, for a very long time. He repeated Ephesians 6, um, the armor of God. Uh, the entire time that I, that I had him, I had with this dagger in front of him. And the moment I kidnapped him, the Holy Spirit said to his father, the church of Satan took your son and he wanted to save his son and God said to him, no, I will look after your son. You must bring the sermon tonight in church. So in the, I had this little boy and uh, wanted to sacrifice him. I couldn't sacrifice because of the scripture he quoted. And then finally they, they found us. There was the search party. They found us. And, and, and I wanted to negotiate. His father said, Mark said, God does not negotiate with the devil. And he took the dagger from me, he sent his son out of the room, and he stood in front of me and he said to me, how dare you come against the child of a servant of God? And I didn't wow. have a one-liner, I didn't have a response for that. And then he just took me in his arms and he held me and he said to me that he loved me with the love of Jesus. Wow. And that was when I realized that God is bigger than than any Satanism, any demon, anyone.
0: Oh, yeah, we just lost... Um... We just lost a Dal Neveling there, who's busy just uh, just giving us a story about about Halloween. Duncan, you there? <laughs> I've got Duncan, my technical producer. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Uh, what a moving story! So, um, some <laughs> really disturbing things. Uh, you yes. see a lot of these things in movies, but to think that they're really happening and kind of makes you think. Like, and so the thing is, and the thing is, I mean, it's it's not happening. This is not happening in America or even like in Hollywood, but this is happening right here. You know, in in uh, in South Africa, bro you know absolutely terrible after this show i'm going to go home and i'm going to pray louise i'm going to go home and throw away any trick or treat and uh and i'm going to put a i'm going to put a you know a lock on the gate so that nobody can actually knock you know um knock <laughs> to ask for anything i don't have anything to offer um yeah i guess um i guess i'm really receiving the truth uh we, we've got our back back on the line i you back Yes, I am. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's fine. You know, that's just the devil trying to mess with us, you know. I agree. Because, uh, because the Bible says that we're overcome by the, by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. So this is a, a powerful time right now, what you're doing and telling us your testimony. Um, what I really, you know, what really struck me is the fact that, you know, here is a guy who, um, who, who you were asked to go and to go and, 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 and assassinate. And then when you found, when you found out that you couldn't, you took, you know, like you went and took his nine year old son. Um, and, and he then obviously finds you. And after getting his son back, he goes up and gives you a hug and says, you know, I love you with the love of Jesus. Mm. Uh, That, you know, I don't know if anybody else would have done that or if anybody had taken my child and I found my kid, whether I would have done that. But I guess, you know, that really just kind of shows the power of love. But the fact that we also overcome by, you know, like we overcome others by love.
3: Yes, I agree with you. And even today, in my work with, with feminism, um, you know, I don't, I don't judge these people. And I know they, they come from somewhere and they're broken, and that's the only way we can deal with this is by loving them. And you know that, that that Jesus had a reputation that he spent time with the sinners, with the prostitutes and the and the drunks and and it's it's amazing how afraid church became of things that they feel threatened by. Where we should just go out and love, love the lost and spend time on sidewalks and we don't do that anymore because Satanists or the enemy. They're not the enemy. Our, our war is, against, is not against flesh and blood. It's against the mm-hmm. powers and the principalities. We should love because, and even today, my, myself and Mark Ledenkamp Company's his wife and his children, we have such a good relationship. Me and Seth, mm-hmm. the little boy that I kidnapped, we've been restored and I love him and he's a father of two daughters and, yes. and, and, and I just have so much respect for them and they love. they still love me and that's a testimony of true reconciliation.
0: Well, wow, that's awesome. I mean, look, I think it's absolutely brave for you to share your testimony publicly. Um, was it a difficult decision for you um, to I mean, like, to sort of do this? And how did other, how did other Christians respond to this, you know, um, especially those who knew exactly where you were coming from?
3: Yeah, it was hard in the beginning. Um, most of my rejection I received from the church, and um, it was a long journey, and I'm not judging the church in any way. I'm just you know, telling you what I experienced. Mm. and it was a difficult one because i mean like, 20 years ago there weren't any like support groups and um, you had a few people who were brave enough to support these people but they were few and limited and, and, and um but today there's, mm. there's there's such a big infrastructure and um people people see it differently they perceive it differently and we have things like the internet And and, and it helps people to have a different viewpoint on where these guys are coming from. But um, I think uh, the Church of Satan today, or the occult groups, feel threatened by my testimony because I actually stand up against what they believe in. Um, Even with traditional Satanism, they will say that the worship is not towards Satan, but it's towards self. And when we look at biblical principles, that's actually worship towards Satan because he's like the one who, um, you know, you focus on yourself and, and you are your own God, and yeah. um, but but, but I, I don't mind standing up against these things. A, a few years back, I received a telephone call from the police saying that my name was also found on a list to be assassinated by the cult. And and to me, that was like one of the the, the best things <laughs> that could ever happen to me. Um, it was a proud moment to know that Satan <laughs> it hates that me, you me so one much of that them. he wants to he out. And I believe that every Christian's name should be on a list like that. Because if the, if the devil is not doing anything with you, it means that he's happy with you and he's leaving you alone. And if, if he didn't leave Jesus alone, he wouldn't leave you alone as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, so we you know what? be a threat to the kingdom of darkness.
0: <laughs> you know what Adele? Um, you are blessed. Because the Bible says that blessed are those who are persecuted for, uh, you know, for my sake. So, yeah, so exactly. I mean, like, I can start to understand. Obviously, I wouldn't like to be in that position, but, um, I can definitely start to understand where, where you're coming from. Um, yeah. I was speaking, when I was speaking to, to Dr. Peter Hammond from Christian Action earlier on, um, I mentioned the fact that there is a lot of Satanism now starting to happen in schools. Um, are you what do you guys uh, yeah I mean like you know what do you guys what are you guys doing to engage you know like to engage with uh, with these schools and and how and, and what do you do how do you do it
3: Yes we go to schools and um, we, we tell them about the dangers, but we focus more on the presence of God yeah um, because I believe that if my child um, has seen God in action i'm talking about god's power god's healing god's deliverance. And the next day, Satanism wants to recruit my child. The enemy shouldn't have anything on my child. Like, for example, power. If my child knows God's power, um, the devil is no competition for the power of God. Mm. Um, So so we we focus more on God's glory, God's power than the 10 signs of Satanism. Um, I never give information that will help people become better Satanists or Mm. to become Satanists. But what we also see in schools is that there, there's a movement, uh, what I personally call this, not a, not a, a formal um, name, yeah. but Illuminati Satanism. Especially yes. in the African cultures, where wow. one guy stands up in the community and he recruits Illuminati Satanists. And then um, he, he promises wealth and money and fortune and fame in return for death and blood and sacrifice. So you get children, teenagers, young people, who are willing to slaughter the entire family for money and for for power and for wealth and fame. And and that's not that's not really the Satanism part, but Satanism is linked to that because that's what they what they call themselves. So I worked on a task team with the Department of Basic Education in conjunction with Azurac, the organization I work with yes. um to, to work with the schools and against any potentially harmful religious practice, whether it's under the umbrella of Christianity, you know that people can also hurt people in the name of Christianity. So any potentially harmful religious practice that we will come against that because we want to protect our children.
0: Mm. And um, so since your since your conversion to Christianity, uh, have you tried reaching out to others um, that are still involved in Satanism?
3: Yes, yes. That's and that's, how's that that's experience my full time like? job. Yeah, um, it's my full-time job and it's very effective, very powerful, also because I know exactly where they come from. They can totally, 100% relate with me because of the, my, my previous experience. And, mm. and I have much fruit with people, SRA, Satanic Ritual Abuse. And then also the DID, dissociative identity disorder, that's linked to the, the satanism.
0: If there's anyone, if there's anyone right now listening uh, who's who, who's busy dabbling or they're deep into satanism, what would you now say to them? What would you like to say to them?
3: Yeah, there is help. You can get out of it. Don't be intimidated. They work on fear, and um, they want to keep you in bondage, in your jail. They want to keep you caged. So right now, I break every um, a link that you have with them, and um, that God will open doors. That's safe for you to uh, get out of Satanism. Uh, am I allowed to give my website?
0: I was actually going to ask you if you can, if you can do that for them to get a to uh, to get a hold of you. on.
3: Great. It's Adele Neefilling, A D E L E. You can always Google Adele Satanis, and you will get to my website <laughs> as well, um, A D L E N E V E L I N G dot com, and also Azirac. It is the word hair S A, yeah. just in mirror writing Azarat, and you yeah. will um, get uh, uh, information on how where you can get help.
0: Thank you so much, Adele. You know, if anybody, um, if anybody wants to get hold of Adele, um, yeah, I guess you probably have to just rewind this podcast because I can't quite remember what the website was. Otherwise, as she said, you can just go on Google and just go Adele Satanist and, um, and her website will come up if you want any information. Um, and if maybe you also, you also need help. Um, Adele, just one last word to, uh, to, 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 to people, you know, to the just kind of come back to Halloween. What advice would you give our listeners uh, who are planning on taking part in these uh, Halloween celebrations?
3: Yeah, have a living relationship with God and allow Him to speak into your spirit. Um, just in the same way that we allow Him to guide us when we should or should not listen to certain music or watch movies, in the same way will we we'll ask His guidance when it comes to celebrating um, any other... You know uh, stuff like Halloween, or you know. So the Holy Spirit speaks. We will overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Adele, just for your time. Uh We have come to the end of our of our show for uh, for, for for this morning. Uh The subject was trick or treat. Uh, the truth about halloween and there you have it folks and it's really just up to you now to make a decision whether you're going to participate or not but that is what we do here on uh, the open book is really just try and give you the truth as much as we possibly can so that you can go and make that decision and i'll see you next week the open book on cliffcentral.com